Today on the podcast, I want to talk about a really interesting new startup, which is called Deta, and they are aiming to transform personal computing with cloud-based operating systems, and they've just raised $3.6 million as a seed round. So today on the podcast, I want to talk about how they're leveraging AI to pull this off, what they're planning on doing, and why I think this is a very important company in the AI space and a very interesting area to look at, whether you think Deta is going to be like the company that is successful in this area or if it's someone else. Um, very interesting area. So I'll break all of that down on the podcast today. Let's dive into it. Welcome to the world's number one AI podcast, AI Chat. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Make sure that you go to AIbox.ai, link in the show notes, to join the waitlist for our new AI platform. We're going to be launching an incredible platform that allows you to build anything you want with workflows um, in AI. So you're able to chain together chat GPT and image generators and audio generators to make really powerful apps for your organization, or you can host them on our marketplace and actually generate royalties from them. So make sure to go to AIbox.ai and join the waitlist. In addition, if you like the podcast, if you could do me a massive favor and please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps me be able to get better guests on here as they check the reviews to see how you guys are liking it. So if you could please do that, I would really, really appreciate it. So the Berlin-based tech firm Deta is setting its sights essentially on kind of reshaping the landscape of personal computing. So um, they have something called Deta Space, and this platform is essentially kind of, you know, it, it's essentially the world's first personal cloud computer. Um, it's obviously a big venture. And it has gained, it's helped, you know, Deta essentially raise $3.6 million in their seed fund. This was essentially led by, I think, Crane Venture Partners. They were kind of the main people that were putting into this. Um, and Deta's CEO and co-founder, Mustafa Abdelai, um, kind of went into the roots of Deta space and talked about it. He said, quote, I remember the days in the late 90s and early 2000s when you had your computer and you would run all of your software. Everything was on your computer. Um... So then kind of going to what Deta is doing and what their core mission is, essentially what they're trying to do is reinstating control and autonomy to the end user in an age where personal data is often leveraged as currency, right? We see this with Meta and a lot of other companies that essentially are leveraging all your personal data. Today, it's at a whole new level with OpenAI and other companies that no matter what you put out on the internet, it's going to be used. It's going to be, you know, AI models are going to be trained on and essentially other people are leveraging your own personal data and monetizing it. So Abdullah expressed concerns about the kind of prevailing cloud computing model saying, quote, maybe something is missing here. Maybe we're thinking wrong. Um, and essentially the solution as he sees it is in this kind of cloud centric operating system, which is accessible universally across devices. Um, so that's what Deta Space is, or I guess what they're calling it is Space OS, right? Space operating system. So rather than attempting to outpace, you know, companies like AWS um, they view their company as an evolutionary step. So they think this is kind of the continuation of the personal computer, but into the cloud. This operating system essentially has a smoother app interplay, um, diverging from a lot of conventional web software norms. Um, also, users can kind of get more enhanced privacy as data is essentially like secure in an individualized environment under their direct control. So impressively, Deta Space is essentially it's got around 67,000 developers that are currently using it, which I think is incredibly impressive and very awesome. Um, and these are people that are like, you know, excited to build apps on this new platform. 
Um, this a ton of this interest, I think, kind of underscores the growing appetite for systems that prioritize user like privacy and agency. So Deta's essentially trajectory, I think, right now um, could have some really broad implications for the tech domain. I know for myself personally, I'm currently working on an app, an AI app marketplace. It's an AI app builder and also marketplace. So this is definitely an interesting area for me. Ours is a no-code one. AI box is going to be no-code. So this is more, you know, targeting developers uh, that are actually developing with code. Um, so mine's going to be a bit different of an audience where literally anyone in the world um, can be using it kind of the way YouTube uh, democratized knowledge sharing. We'll be democratizing AI prompt workflow tool knowledge sharing um, in a similar way. But in any case, I think Deta is definitely like very important for the industry and it's showing us a direction that a lot of people are interested in you know 67,000 developers means that this is definitely a popular concept people want to go in this direction so i think as it kind of embarks on this um this enhanced interoperability um and end user empowerment i think it's pushing the industry to reconsider some of the very popular dynamics that we see today so i think by championing championing a more kind of inclusive, less compartmentalized approach, um, they might just be spearheading a really big moment in tech. So as Abdullah says, quote, we do actually believe that we're building a computer operating system that could replace your current operating system. Um, so really what they're doing is, is going beyond just saying we're going to build a marketplace or something. They're building an entire operating system uh, from the ground up that they think you know people will want to use as a replacement. And mostly it's going to be cloud-based, right? I, I see, okay, I see a couple interesting things here. Number one, um, there is always the problem when you switch between devices of having access to all your things, right? Whether that's apps from your phone or software that you use on your computer being at a different computers, people that work in, you know, work environments sometimes experience this or people that have different softwares programs on their home computer and they don't have it when they, they go somewhere else, if they you know, lose their computer, for example. So th there is an issue there. And I think it's definitely an interesting concept to say, Hey, look, we'll just set up like a cloud environment. Um, and whatever device you're on, you're able to essentially access all your stuff. The thing about that is, of course, we already have virtual private servers. So that wouldn't necessarily be like the, if that really was your big problem. And of course, every operating system is trying to kind of solve for that. Um, Apple, of course, is trying to have different things across different uh, devices, accessible things through iCloud and whatnot. And Google to some degree with Android is trying to do that and probably between Android and Chromebook. But um, obviously not able to do that as strongly as, you know, if they were Microsoft. That being said, Microsoft failed on the phone front, so they don't really have that, you know, cross-device ability. Although, you know, there's some things that Microsoft doing with Microsoft 360 where you can access it uh, between devices. Of course, there, there's all that kind of stuff that's conceptually being built. This is interesting because, you know, they really do think that there'll be like one central operating system that people are going to use. They have a lot of developers interested in jumping on that. But I think from a consumer side I, I think they it might be a little tricky getting the traction but i could be completely wrong and i'm definitely very interested to follow them along and see where this kind of goes i think this is definitely shaping up to be a bit of a game changer um they're definitely challenging conventional tech trends um and so i think while this might have some issues with with like adoption barriers i think they're well fortified um, of course, they have the backing from a bunch of really solid venture funds. And so I think, you know, they, they do have some, you know, really solid um, direction and some really solid oversight and some really solid uh, consultants and advisors, I guess you could say. So very interesting to see where this goes. An interesting company and a very interesting concept.
thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure you check out our Discord channel and also our Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share software tools, prompts that we're using in everyday AI. I'll leave a link for those in the description below. Thank you.